Welcome to The Simple Business Show. I'm Nisha, business mentor, boat lifer, and 11-year traveling entrepreneur. I started my working life as a waitress in Pizza Hut and a retail worker selling men's underwear, built a freelance design business that allowed me to quit those jobs, and went on to build a six-figure business working three days a week and traveling the world. Now, I teach other freedom seekers how to build businesses that can make five to 10K a month without them working full-time hours or burning out. So far, I've helped over 1,500 students and clients build their life-first businesses. And I won't sugarcoat things, this does require time, effort, and consistency. But it doesn't have to require unhealthy hustle, overwhelm, and poor mental health. Life is for living. You're not meant to be wasting away at a nine to five that you don't even enjoy or feeling like an employee of your own business, working 90 hours a week just to escape working 40. That isn't freedom. So if you're ready to build a balanced and abundant online business, you're in the right place. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want us to chat about what to do when you hate Instagram, but you kind of need to use it for your business. Instagram is a really hot topic all of the time on my Instagram account. It always has been. My most viral reel, which had 1.5 million views, was all about Instagram story strategy. And then my most viral infographic was about Instagram as well. So, We business owners, we truly do love to talk about Instagram, but it is one of those things that we also have a love-hate relationship with. I actually polled my audience recently and you guys said you'd rather build a business without social media because Instagram is bad for your mental health. You find Instagram overwhelming. It requires so much time and effort for low results. You don't own the platform, so you're a bit afraid to build an audience there because what if the platform just goes away one day and you lose that audience? And then the final concern was how to grow. It's hard to grow and hard to get reach on Instagram, especially when you have zero followers. So those were your concerns. And thank you, by the way, if you were one of the people who voted on that poll or DM'd me your thoughts. I personally love getting DMs from my community. I love talking with you. I love actually hearing what your problems are and helping you out a little bit. So thank you for that. And I can totally relate because for the last year, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll have noticed that I was a lot quieter than normal on the platform really only using my Instagram story and not posting very much to my feed for a, for a lot of the same reasons. And also because life got really busy and I just decided Instagram was one of the things that I would let go of. It was feeling toxic, it was feeling overwhelming. And so I decided I'm gonna try and completely phase it out. Now, I have changed my mind on that decision. I am not entirely phasing it out. I've just moved it to a different section of my marketing funnel, which I will tell you all about later on in this episode. But just for a little bit of context, for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, before I left the platform, I was actually doing really well, particularly with Instagram reels. In fact, 
many of you listening might have found me through an Instagram reel. I was getting 800 followers from one post and then I had reels with 1.5 million views. Then I was getting thousands of followers in a week. But before I knew it, I felt very overwhelmed whenever I opened the app. I had information overwhelm and I felt like reach was just so unpredictable that the point that I made earlier about feeling like you're constantly on that content hamster wheel and it's a lot of effort and time and energy for little results, that was kind of how it was starting to feel, even though I did actually get loads of results from Instagram, loads of clients and loads of course students. It just wasn't feeling healthy anymore, I think, is the main reason for me why I decided to step back and step away. So many reasons, but that was a big one. But I sort of had an epiphany lately about Instagram and about why I started enjoying it less and less. And I want to share that with you today. Because I think that the majority of you that say that you don't like Instagram and you'd rather grow your business without social media might be struggling with some of the limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging perspectives that I was. You might actually be the kind of business owner who does enjoy Instagram once you get past those perspectives and limiting beliefs. But if you aren't, I want you to keep listening too because this episode is for you as well because I'm going to be sharing a way that you can replace Instagram if you want to, or a way to at least replace Instagram as your main source of clients and cold leads and traffic, so that you're not reliant on Instagram for clients, and instead it plays a different role in your business. This is how I am using Instagram now, My goal is not to get lots of followers, it's not to go viral, although of course I'm open to that and of course those things can benefit any business, but I have a different goal for Instagram. So I'm going to share that with you today because I think if you're really not enjoying Instagram or you don't want to use that to get clients, I think that what I have to share today is going to be really helpful for you. Now first of all, Let me ask you a question. Do you really hate Instagram? Or do you hate the toxic relationship you have to Instagram? This question doesn't originate with me. It was a, or it's a version of, an iteration of a question that I saw Lynette Marie, I think her name is, on Instagram. I think I saw her ask this question because she made a piece of content recently on this topic And that's what inspired me to create this podcast episode because I was like, oh my goodness, that is exactly what it was for me. I had a very toxic relationship and perspective of Instagram and I wanted to share my story of it too because I think this is the case for a lot of us. Really ask yourself, do I have a toxic relationship to Instagram? Because I, one, I'm 100% reliant on it and I have no other way of getting leads. Two, I'm too focused on vanity metrics like follows, likes, saves. Three, I'm confused by what my business even stands for and therefore don't and can't create an effective content strategy. Four, I'm discouraged by my content's performance 
And by the way, low performance just means that your content needs to change. You're either not creating content on your topics, um, your audience's topics that they truly care about, or your content strategy isn't stopping their scroll. Number five, you have poor boundaries with the app. Number six, you don't have a content creation system, like a batching system. So you're just creating content, content every day or every week. And you don't have a system where you can just do this once every two weeks or once every month. Seven, you're not following accounts that inspire you to create your own content. Number eight, you're consuming more than you're creating. And number nine, you've tried marketing here and there for a week or two, you didn't see results. So you stopped trying and you just decided it doesn't work for you. Now, before I dive deeper into all nine of those points, I'm not excusing Instagram for, from some responsibility because the app, let's face it, is designed to be addictive, which is not good. 15 second reels, in my opinion, have deteriorated people's attention spans. And we all know the creators and founders of these apps are not good people. But you and I can either mope about how much we hate the app and allow our hatred of it to stop us from getting clients, or we can take matters into our own hands, evolve our marketing as the app evolves, change our perspective, and adjust our relationship with Instagram so that we have a healthier relationship to the platform, and therefore it feels more fun and gets us more clients and more results. So let's break down each of the points that I listed that are contributing to why you hate Instagram. Number one, and this point I have a lot to say about, so we're going to spend a little bit of time on this one, but number one was you're 100% reliant on Instagram and you have no other way to get leads. Now, if you have the capacity for it, you can copy what I've done in my business because I'm using Instagram in a very different way to most other business owners right now. I don't want Instagram to be my main source of cold leads and traffic because I don't want my income to be reliant on social media. Since if the algorithm changes or the app goes out of business, I'm kind of screwed. So instead of the goal of Instagram being to get lots of followers and go viral there. My goal is to use the app to nurture relationships with my audience and turn them into email list subscribers, clients, and course students. The way that I teach marketing funnels, and if you're in my course, you might have already seen this, but the way that I teach this is picture a funnel. So it's like an upside down triangle. And in the widest section, well, the funnel is split into four sections. In the widest section at the top, this is your traffic getter. Next one down is your relationship builder. Next one down is your conversion machine. And finally, in the smallest part of the funnel is your offerings. So imagine people are entering your funnel at the top in the widest section and they funnel down and some of them go through each stage until they reach 
the smallest section of the funnel, which was your paid offerings. Now, I am gonna quickly say, not everyone needs to go through every stage of a marketing funnel to reach your paid offerings. Some people enter your funnel in the very top and then they just jump straight to a paid offering. Others need time to build a relationship with you. So the funnel is really for those people who need time to build trust and build a relationship with you and get to know you. After all, it's like dating relationships in the dating world, you most likely would not say yes to a guy who proposes to you on the first date, second date, even third date, right? And yet we all know of stories where people have done that or they have said it was love at first sight or I knew I was going to marry her from the moment I met her. However, that's not the story for everyone. Most people took their time getting to know someone before they made that decision. And business is relationships, so it works the same way. I just wanted to clarify that for anybody who is kind of new to business and isn't sure what a marketing funnel does or is. Most business owners put Instagram or social media in the traffic area of the funnel. So they will get their traffic, their cold leads from Instagram. But in my funnel, Instagram is in the relationships area and the traffic that I get from it, the cold leads that find me on Instagram, are just a byproduct of my content. They're not the main goal of my content on Instagram. This kind of relieves the pressure for every post that I make to go viral or get loads of likes or reach loads of accounts. And it ensures that my business success isn't solely reliant on socials. You can put something that isn't social media in the traffic section of your funnel, like podcast guesting. Being a guest on people's podcasts is a great strategy for getting in front of whole new audiences of your target market and having their attention for let's say 30 minutes instead of just the 10 seconds that you have their attention on one of your reels. Not everyone will want to do this. And I understand that not everyone has the capacity to mark on market on Instagram and also get on other people's podcasts too. So I would say if you're struggling with Instagram alone and you just really need clients right now, then focus solely on Instagram there's nothing wrong with that, get stabilised, stabilise your business and then consider adding another strategy such as podcast guesting to get in front of your target audience and be less reliant on social media and Instagram. Well, I told you that was going to be quite a long first point so let's return to the list of reasons why you might be in a toxic relationship with Instagram and hating Instagram. So the second point is that you are too focused on vanity metrics. As an online business owner, your goal on Instagram is to convert followers into clients and email list subscribers. Your main goal is not to get loads of followers and go viral, although of course this helps. But when you're focused on vanity metrics, 
like likes, saves, follows, you're acting like a content creator when you're actually an entrepreneur. Point three, are you confused by what your business even stands for and therefore you don't and can't create an effective content strategy? When you don't have a specific niche, clear messaging, when you aren't clear on who your target market is and you don't have offers that you are confident about, you are going to struggle to know what to post on Instagram. So you need to have these foundations in place if you want to really create content that converts. Otherwise, you will be confused by what to post and you'll be confusing when you do post. By the way, I have a group coaching accelerator coming out this autumn that will teach you how to book clients consistently and make five to 10K a month without working full-time hours. So if you want to narrow your niche, clarify your messaging, learn how to attract clients and get those five to 10K months without being 100% reliant on Instagram, then I will teach you all of that good stuff in this group coaching accelerator. Just go to nishawillery.com forward slash I'm interested to learn more. So point number four, you're discouraged by your content's performance. Low performance just means your content needs to change. You're either not creating content on topics that your audience truly cares about or your content strategy isn't stopping their scroll. So here is how you fix that. First and foremost, you do market research. If you follow me or you are on my email list, you'll know that I do this periodically every six months or so to keep my finger on the pulse of what my audience even needs and wants from me. Because I'm not interested in creating programs based on what I think they need from me. I'm interested in creating programs based on what I know they need from me. And a lot of business owners make a huge mistake here, almost Every client that I work with has made this mistake where when I ask them, when was the last time you did market research? The answer is, I can't remember or well over a year ago. And the fact of the matter is that if you're making this mistake, you are almost certainly going to create the wrong kind of content and the wrong kind of offerings for your audience. And here's an example of this. This is the example that I've used with all of my clients. So if you are a one-to-one client with me, you will have heard me say this to you. But I, one time, did some market research and I was about to create a program about marketing and sales. And I was going to base the program around how to make six figures. And then I remembered I actually haven't done my market research for about six months. I should do that first before I create the sales page. So I asked my audience, what are you most interested in learning how to do? Make 5k a month or six figures a year? And 80%, over 80% of my audience chose 5k months, which is crazy, right? Not crazy, but to me, it just was unexpected at that time. And it's a really good job and a really brilliant illustration of why market research is so important because 
teaching people how to make six figures and teaching people how to make 5k a month is almost essentially the same. Six figures is only $3,333 per month more than 5k. But the messaging, the wording is so important because you need to be using the words that your ideal clients are using and you need to be making content on the things that your ideal clients are searching for. So market research, if you do this, I promise you, your audience themselves will tell you what content to create. And then you can stop guessing and you can finally start making content that performs well. The next thing you're gonna do is experiment for two weeks. So experiment so that you can see what content formats go down the best with your audience and what topics go down the best as well. Then, once you have done this, you're going to simply create more of the content that performed best. And I'll give you an example. For me, whenever I talk about slow business and it's like a vlog style kind of reel, they perform really well. So I know to do more of those. And whenever I talk about Instagram, those posts get loads of saves. So I have a few options there of content that I can confidently create, knowing that it will perform pretty well. Then lastly, you're going to create content that follows the hook value CTA format. This just essentially means that you're going to have a hook, which is a captivating sentence, the very first sentence in your carousel or your infographic or reel. So it'll be something really captivating like, this is just an example that I saw pop up on my phone earlier on. This reel said something along the lines of the one hook that got me 1.5 million real views. So that was her hook. The real hook, and I mean real as in R-E-E-L, the hook that got me 1.5 million views with a screenshot of the views to prove to people that she was telling the truth and she knew what she was talking about. And then your next hook is the first sentence of your caption on your Instagram post then you're going to be providing really high value either in the piece of content itself, like the reel, or in your caption. This is why so many business owners nowadays, you'll see them saying, read the caption for more, because this is a way to keep people on your post for longer. And that's one of the metrics that Instagram nowadays is monitoring. If you're keeping people watching your reel, for instance, over and over again, because you're busy reading the the caption and the reel is playing in the background, then it shows Instagram, this is an engaging post, show it to more people. Finally, you're gonna have a call to action and that should always be to do with directing them to your email list or your services. So I did a detour again. This is gonna be a very value packed episode. I did a detour again to just quickly explain how you can create content that's a bit more engaging, but going back to the list of nine points, nine reasons you might be in a toxic relationship with Instagram. The next reason is that you have poor boundaries with the app. Are you taking your phone to bed and scrolling last thing at night and first thing in the morning? Are you taking your phone to the toilet with you and scrolling and watching people's stories while you sit on the loo? This has become very normal behavior for all of us. 
and it's very difficult to break out of the habit of doing this. But it's also so bizarre because when you think about it, do you have this kind of relationship with any real life person in your life? Do you, you know, talk to your best friend last thing at night, first thing in the morning and take her to the toilet with you? No, it's just, it's it's kind of bizarre, right? That we cannot, um, we can't go to sleep or wake up, go to the toilet, go for a run um, or anything, have lunch without being on the app. So if you have poor boundaries with this app, if you're on it all of the time, what's gonna happen is you're going to get content overwhelm where all of the content, especially because it's so fast moving and everything is like 15 seconds long nowadays, all of this content is gonna start feeling really overwhelming to you and that's going to tire you out. So why would you want to spend any more time on a platform like that and creating your own content when you feel tired out by the app? So you really need to have good boundaries. Another like point I wanna make is that you don't have a repeatable content creation system. Whenever you post on Instagram, are you doing it sporadically with no actual strategy? Because if that's the case, you need an Instagram strategy and a repeatable content calendar and you need a batch day. So I, for instance, I batch 14 posts or around about 14 posts every two weeks. I'm not gonna hold myself to 14 if I only get to 12 and I'm really tired, for instance. I batch at least around 12, but mostly, most times I aim for 14 posts every two weeks. I know some people can batch a month's worth of content in one day. So whatever feels doable for you, instead of sporadically posting on the day when you remember to do it, with no strategy at all. You need a batch day where you know on your calendar every single month, this is the day that I'm going to create content and schedule it. And then I don't have to think about it again. I just have to open the app when those posts are published and engage in the comments section for a while afterwards. The next point, you're not following accounts that inspire you to create your own content. This was a really big point for me, actually, because I realised that one of the reasons I was not enjoying Instagram was because I wasn't following anyone that really inspired me very much. Um, and I certainly wasn't following anyone whose content was so good that it made me think, I want to create more content again because I want to inspire people how this person is inspiring me. So follow accounts that create content that inspires you to create content. And a really, really good way to do this, by the way, is to find accounts outside of your niche. I find it so much more helpful to follow people outside of my niche because when I follow people in my niche, I find myself getting very triggered very easily. Now, moving on to the next point, you're consuming more than you're creating. We've, ta we've talked about this. I went to say touched on and talked at the same time. Um, 
We've talked about this really briefly, but if you're consuming way more than you're creating, then yes, it is gonna tire you out and it's not gonna leave you with any desire to create your own content and spend any more time on the app. So if you are gonna be scrolling, one thing I find helpful is I make my scroll time feel productive by saving trending audios when I find them or saving content that inspires me to a content inspiration folder. Not so I can copy that content, content. that's a really strong and important point to make. You don't wanna be copying people's content, but you can take things from people's content as inspiration for your own. For instance, hooks that work really well for other people and that performed well for them you can use the same hook, but just apply it to your industry and your niche. And then the final point is, you've tried marketing here and there for a week or two, you didn't see results, so you stopped trying and decided it didn't work. You need to commit to marketing strategies for at least 90 days before you can accurately analyze results. If you're just out here trying something for a couple of weeks and then giving up, that's just nowhere near enough time to really accurately see how this is performing for you. Anything good takes time. And I know we live in a society where we're getting more and more impatient because we are able to get things, many things, instantly. We can get pizza in the next half an hour. We can order things for next day delivery or same day delivery on Amazon. We can post a selfie on Instagram and get likes straight away. So we are living in a time where instant gratification and instant everything is the norm. And so having to actually put effort in and time into something and not just see instantly good results is very difficult for a lot of business owners. And that's normal. It's difficult because of the times. But this is the reality. Good things take time. So don't just try a marketing strategy for two weeks and give up. Dedicate yourself to trying something for 90 days before you decide it doesn't work for you. Because if you give up before 90 days is up, I promise you, you won't actually be able to have an accurate understanding of whether it truly did work for you or you just gave up too soon. So there you have it. We've discussed why you might have a toxic relationship to Instagram, which is causing you to resent the app so much, how to correct that toxic relationship by implementing everything we've mentioned today, or not necessarily everything, because I don't want to put that pressure on you, but just take what was helpful to you, especially if it was just like one point, take that one point and implement that. And we've also discussed how to replace Instagram or to at least stop relying on Instagram for your leads. This was a jam-packed episode. I didn't mean for it to be, but I guess I have a lot to say on the subject. So take what's helpful, leave the rest. And remember that I have a group coaching accelerator coming out this autumn that will teach you how to book clients consistently and make five to 10K a month without working full-time hours. So if you want to narrow your niche, clarify your messaging, learn how to 
attract clients and get those five to 10K months without being 100% reliant on Instagram, then I will teach you all of that good stuff in this group coaching accelerator. Just go to nishawoolery.com forward slash I'm interested to learn more.